This is the John Oakley Show podcast. He rang the bell and whistled as he waited. And then he said good morning to you, Jack. But he little knew the sorrow that he brought me when he handed me the letter edged in black. Wow, that sounds morose, almost, kind of, sort of, but uh, that was a hit for Jim Reeves, I'm told, back in the day, uh, the letter edged in black. And the derivation of that is that uh, back in the day, maybe a century or so removed, people would get condolence letters that would be edged in black. And as soon as you open the thing up and you saw the black edging, it was not going to be a happy ending. It was like, uh, you know, sorry to hear about your granddad. Uh, he passed uneventfully two days ago in Poughkeepsie. And that kind of, oh, I didn't know. And so that's where it was a condolence letter. But to that point, now we're, uh, we're living in a time fraught with all kinds of anxiety and depression. There is uh, somebody who's a, perso- a performance artist uh, at the University of, uh, well, New York University, who has taken it upon himself uh, in Brooklyn to set up a stand on the street next to a mailbox and effectively write these kinds of letters for people who are bummed out if they're feeling blue. Brandon Wolf is a faculty member at New York University and the performance artist I was alluding to. He's joined us here on The Oakley Show. Brandon, how are you doing? Are you doing your performance art as we speak? Hi, how are you? Yes. Uh, uh, hello from 4th Street and Prospect Park West in Brooklyn. Uh, we're at the mailbox, and I have a crowd with me right now of, 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 of fellow consoles. So Zoe and uh, Neity are also here. Uh, uh, so just wanted you to know we have a, we have a full crowd. And uh, the people in question, do they need consolation, or I guess consoling would be the word? Uh, what is it that they're requiring from you this afternoon? Well, you know, we're all uh, we're all quite on edge about uh, about uh, the, the the impending <laughs> the impending election tomorrow. So uh, they were coming by uh, for they have a friend who uh, another fellow theater artist uh, who had to leave town during COVID and trying to figure out how to find her way back. Uh, and uh, they had heard um, about the performance project and wanted to come by and send her a note. Well, this is very nice because you're actively engaged here and you're making contact with people in a time where I guess people are increasingly feeling isolated and alienated. So this is a touch point, uh, a touch point to humanity, Brandon. Do you sense that? Um, well, you know, certainly um, it has been a, it has been a crazy month. You know, I um, I tried to frame the performance. I've been out here at the mailbox three days a week um, for the entire month leading up to November 3rd and um, part of it, of course, is also selfish in the sense that in this moment of COVID, uh, many of us are feeling a kind of desolation and isolation. And, um, uh, you know, and, and then, of course, our, our mailboxes are also feeling quite, um, quite futile and lonely. So I was walking around my neighborhood and, and looking at these uh, beautiful blue objects, you know, that, that, that aren't getting... Uh, the love they deserve. Uh, and I thought, you know, maybe I should come spend a month sitting with one. You're sitting on Desolation Row. Uh, <laughs> I, so, I guess so. You know, on the one hand, on the one hand, they've been, you know, our mailboxes have been maligned in the U.S. as these sites of, of public utility. But also, you know, um, it occurred to me that they're also in the midst of this election, you know, sites of great possibility. So they're they're in a way embody this this, this great this great con, you know site of contradiction 
And I thought, you know, what would it mean if we come and, and activate activate these spaces as sites of contradiction right now? Well, they are repositories of hope and a, a transit point for dreams that may be fulfilled. Brandon Wolf is with us. He's a performance artist, and uh, as well, he's a faculty member with New York University, currently out there on the street in Brooklyn, and he's writing letters of condolence. I, are they really, uh, would you call them letters of condolence? They're consoles, I guess, is what you call them. Uh, you what know, is it? The- so, I mean, I think... The act of consolation. What what interested me about it? I mean, one, my my um, my wife is a is a classicist. She's a um, a Latin teacher, and so she turned me on to this whole genre um, of of consolation letters, right, in ancient Rome. And so I spent a bunch of time in quarantine reading reading Seneca. And what interested me about that was it's this sort of attempt, however futile, right, to move beyond the stage of mourning, right, the grief. Um, that we sit in, right, into something else, however futile that might be, right? So um, so the idea was there is this tradition of consolation, this attempt to move beyond that loss that, that, that we're feeling, um, and just wanted to sort of open myself up as a kind of console or medium, thinking about the other, the other uh, you know, usage of that word, um, to intersect with people, to have live encounters in this moment in which live encounters are, are so precarious. And in a way, the letter is the is the byproduct of the live encounter that we get to have here at the mailbox. Well, you know, uh, there have been times where you'd have the one-minute poet uh, would scribble something together based on uh, somebody's personal story. So you get feedback from people, uh, you find out about what it is that is uh, grieving them, and then you put together some kind of prose, I guess, that uh, you would then slip... Tell us how it works, and give us a for instance. You know, I, I mean, I think the, the idea is slightly different than these one-minute poets, where in a way there's a kind of exchange, right? You are paying them a dollar for a kind of product, right? Um, mm. And in a way, the way I see this is more as a, I mean, it's free. You know, I'm here with paper and stamps and all we need to send these letters, right? Um, and really, the letter that emerges, right, it comes out of this, this interaction that we get to have together. So I would never... Are you still there? Yeah, I'm here. I'm listening. I'm very, uh, you know, with rapt attention. I'm trying to figure out if you could give us an example, Brandon, of somebody who's come to you and said, you know, uh, I'm bummed out by this, that, and the other, and then you put something together for them. So so I would never presume to know what you want to say. So some people come and they, you know, very old school, 1940s, take a letter. You know, other people come and they, they, we talk a lot, and then out of that emerges... Um, some kind of piece of writing. So, you know, it could be very straightforward. Um, yesterday, somebody came by and did an improvised dance, out of which a sort of dance notation emerged. Uh, today, a woman came by. This is very, very intense and sad, you know, and her aunt had passed during COVID and was left alone, and, and nobody discovered uh, her aunt's body for months. And she was feeling so distraught by this loss that, you know, they didn't get to sort of have closure that she wanted to write a letter to her aunt and then was taking the letter down to the cemetery nearby um, to leave it for her aunt's spirit to discover. You know, so everything from people missing their friends to those um, consoling loved ones who are um, going through loss to others who are coming by and want to send a sort of goofy, cheerful note to a friend to others with more metaphysical or um, spiritual queries. It's been a very wide range. Now, do you write these longhand, or do you do it, uh, you pound it out on a typewriter or a keypad? So I have a, I have a, a Royal Quiet Deluxe vintage uh, typewriter from the 1940s, 
uh, here with me uh, at the at the console at the consolation booth, and it's been my uh, my handy friend this whole month. I was going to say, you know, it might even be more timely if you had a Smith Corona. Uh, you know, maybe, <laughs> maybe I would love, I would love to own a, I would love to own a Smith Corona and an Olivetti. So if there are any, uh, any typewriter collector listeners out there, you know, uh, I would love to, uh, expand my collection. Well, there you are. Uh, just a moment of levity, uh, in an otherwise, well, time fraught with all kinds of depression, anxiety and the rest, but it's being alleviated in one small corner of Brooklyn this afternoon by Brandon Wolf, faculty member at New York university performance artist. And uh, I guess, uh, you know, this is something that you might even turn into an audience, audience participation situation going forward. How long you plan to do this, Brandon? Well, so today's the culminating event of a month of performances. Um, today's the end, the end of this iteration of the performance. But, you know, I did think yesterday, depending on how long we're waiting for results based on what happens to tomorrow... We should, uh, you know, use it as an opportunity to get theaters all over the country to underwrite artists, theater and performance artists who are out of work to uh, occupy local mailboxes um, and, uh, and continue writing letters to those they care about in these times of anxiety. All right. Uh, well, if you're waiting on the result, you may still be there well past Christmas. Nonetheless, uh, bundle up. Getting pretty Brandon, cold. Yes, it is. I'll let you go, Brandon. I appreciate it. It's always fun to uh, talk to people out there right uh, on the street uh, and with, you know, their finger on the pulse. Thanks so much for your time. Thank you so much for taking the time with us. You got a Brandon Wolf again, uh, a 21st century Scrivener. Crowd of uh, people out in the street in Brooklyn. Wondering who the deuce he's talking to. You know, the curiosity to me is uh, he's a faculty member at New York University. I just wonder if that's part of the curriculum here. I mean, you sign on for this. However, performance art uh, should be appreciated. You know, street theater and all the rest. Thanks for listening to the John Oakley Show podcast. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe for free at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere else you get your on-demand audio. 